Ready? <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Market Crunch. Uh, oh, the Market Crunch, I gotta, I gotta do that. It's my little thing. Uh, with Tui Natty, really keen uh, to get started uh, here in today. Really interesting market, Tui, uh, with the NASDAQ. If you saw our little teaser, uh, with the NASDAQ just going crazy and the tech stocks. Uh, but of course, just quickly before we get into it, guys, uh, you know, the disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed here on the Market Crunch are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect uh, the official policy or position of James and James-related entities. Any content provided by our guests, participants, or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. The information given is general in nature and does not take into account your personal situation. You should seek, uh, you should consider whether the information is appropriate to your needs and where appropriate, seek personal advice from a financial advisor. So with that out of the way, we can begin a really uh, massive episode uh, coming to you guys uh, this, uh, this evening. I'm um, really keen to get stuck into it too. Yeah, big week. Uh, big week in equities markets. Massive talk about. week, yeah. <laughs> Huge week. Got a, got a long list today, guys. It's, it's just absolutely uh, insane. I mean, let, let's talk about, uh, let's go the Aussie market. I mean, not too much uh, movements, but really interesting with the interest rates on hold. Uh, what are your sort of thoughts there, just to start us yeah, off? Yeah, look, the ASX was uh, pretty flat this week, mm. uh, 0.4. It did sort of get a bit of lead from the US market in the start of the week. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but then we sort of saw it flatten it out, especially with uh, Governor Lowe really squashing any chance of an interest rate yeah, rise. Yeah, which is big news. Yeah, massive yeah, news. Well, yeah, you had a lot of bond, bond sellers actually betting against the RBA governor's word, like he's going to hold his word to qe program going and really obviously at the uh afr summit he poured cold water over top of that for them <laughs> <laughs> right he's got a bit of power really in that sort of space so yeah really interesting to see that i mean yeah so the asx what was only up 0.4 percent yeah pretty um, so yeah not not really anything significant but now the the big guns yeah the us the s p 500 up 2.52 percent and the nasdaq the tech stocks up 3.2 percent well, uh, in the week crazy what, what do you thought a week yeah, what a week. Oh, mate. So on Monday, we saw the uh, NASDAQ was down 4.2% at one stage. It finished 38 You're 3.8% um, down yeah. on Monday morning. Monday morning. Tesla was down, one of your favourites, was 20, down 20%. 20%. Discount, Monday. buy more, buy the dip. Yeah, I know. That's what they say. But then you saw the next day, it came back, Tesla came back 15%. You say, you know? yeah, exactly, buy the dip, yeah. <laughs> exactly, but, uh, well, what, what a week. And that was, um, it was driven again by 10-year bond, bond yields. They hit a record, 12-month record, 1.6. Yeah, uh, not just 12 months. I mean, even longer than that. I think it's almost at, oh, like... No, no, it was just pre-pandemic. Okay. So, but 1.6. Obviously, rising bond yields brings inflationary risk, and that's what obviously what's driving all this yeah, yeah, of course. volatility. Yeah, really key that. I mean, it, it will be interesting to see where um, tech stocks go and, uh, you know, everything like that uh, in the future. Uh, but, yeah. Well, exactly. Well, we're sort of starting to see this transition now to growth stocks. Uh, sorry, from growth uh, value stocks. Yeah. Because, obviously, the growth cycle is sort of, it's, you know, well, start of this year, it's gone backwards. Yeah. Um, but now, sort of value stocks, people are now looking at dividends. Um, especially now with bond yields at 1.6. So there's a lot of stuff for investors to digest if they want to go back to industrials because, you know, their value is coming back or if they think the growth train is going to continue. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see um, that value investing play. I mean, to be honest, I think still growth is king. Yep. Uh, value is still very well dead, to be honest. But it will be interesting. Uh, you know, I do love a good cheap PE. 
Uh, PE ratio, of course, is just the value of a company. But, you yeah. know, I, 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 we'll get into that a bit later on. But, yeah, I guess it will be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, even what Warren Buffett does, he's the key value investor um, and sort of see where he goes next. But yeah, well, as I we mean, talked last week, he's still sitting on the sidelines. With yeah, he's $138 billion. Yeah, so, so uh, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, really, really key there. So I guess, um, you know, going a, a little bit now uh, on to, I guess the, the meme stocks to it. Uh, you know, GameStop had a, some big swings on the, uh, on, on the week, on, on during the week. What are your sort of thoughts there? Yeah, well, I, look, you can't even just look at the numbers and growth. So in the AFR this week, I think uh, the sec the retail investing sector in Australia last year grew by 38% just in Australia. Um, and that's not obviously mm. including worldwide. So the retail investors had a lot of growth. Um, and it's just natural. They're going to start affecting the market. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and, you know, so, you know, and I think with this whole mem stock, um, obviously game stock. Um, Diamond hands, Tui, diamond hands. <laughs> Um, they've proven their ability to, to move the market. So mm. I think, you know, hedge funds, short sellers need to be aware now when they're sort of going to that small mid cap and going short. Yeah. Um, because retail investors are mobilizing. Yeah. And it's been it's been happening like there's all these trading groups out there you've seen. Have you seen them like um you join investing clubs or trading yeah, I mean, clubs? Wall Street Bets is the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, eight million members last time I checked, maybe grown yeah. even more. Uh, it's just massive and it's got so much power. Like, you know, the minute one influential person says, okay, hedge fund shorting this stock, time to buy it to, you know, I guess annoy and just, well, take away money and gains from uh, well, the short squeeze, essentially. Mm. Um, it is really crucial that. So, I mean, it's hilarious that that is a thing, but I mean, that is the well, power of the market. It's just a strategy, yeah. isn't it really? Sure. And, um, trust me, the big hedge funds, they're all looking into that now and seeing how they can leverage that themselves. So yeah. um, it's not just the retail money that gets these short squeezes going. Uh, I bet you there's a lot of institutional behind it as well. Mm, yeah, for sure. And it will be interesting to see how that plays out uh, going forward. I mean, a couple of, it wasn't just GameStop. There was a couple of others, you know, Blockbuster, BlackBerry. Uh, but the other ones is um, uh, Rocket, the Rocket stock, uh, you know, was... Up seventy five percent at one stage because hedge fund they came out with a quarterly hedge yeah. funds shorted it and then yeah the you know the Wall Street bets just came and you know made that stock actually perform really well so yeah it's just uh, very interesting and uh, we'll see how that rocks volatility uh, mm. going forward but yeah look very interesting market right now a lot of swinging stocks um, you know growth is king at the moment as we've seen so it'll be really interesting to sort of see how this market plays out now for the next. You know, well, I guess months coming forward, and the big news, I guess, uh, uh, which I'll, I'm going to go into my bold predictions, but the checks coming out today, yeah, uh, which will be really key to see how that rocks the market now. Uh, you know, when you give two thousand Australian essentially to every American, um, that's really insane. That's a lot of money going into that economy. It's crazy. And, yeah. Um, you know, that money's going to go somewhere, mm. and I think you, you're pump, pump, pump on the uh, pump, pump, stocks. pump. Uh, you know, it's definitely definitely a good place. You mm. know, it's it's really it's a really interesting market to invest in at the moment. There's a lot of volatility. Mm. Um, you need to take into inflationary risks at the moment. Where last year you didn't really have to take into it, but because there's so much stimulus, bond yields are going lower, mm. um, and all the central banks are trying to in, uh, stimulate inflation. So yeah. uh, it's definitely something you need to watch. And um, I suppose the argument is that is va value or growth. Value or growth, and yeah, it's I guess uh, where do you go? And um, I don't know. I guess it, it seems like growth, but let's see. Value could have a comeback. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So going on to 
uh, a little bit of the breaking news as we uh, move on from sort of the market talk. Oh, this is the key one tour. You called it two weeks ago, uh, you know, with the vaccine rollout. Now it's had some, uh, well, let, let's not, let's not uh, I guess, sit on the fence here. This is an absolute basket case, which is what is going on in Australia. Um, you know, AstraZeneca woes and other sort of supply uh, issues. What are your sort of thoughts here? I know we talk about it a lot in the office, but you know, let's uh, hear it from yourself. Oh, it's, um, we're definitely, we're not doing it the best, the rollout, but no. you know, there's been lots of supply chain issues. Um, we can't even get our sovereign, um, sovereign supply up. Uh, CSL was meant to be this week, but it looks like it's going to be another couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I did note that CSL did, or AstraZeneca in partnership with CSL said they were producing a million vaccines per week. Um, mm, we're not okay. there yet, so that's... We're nowhere near that. I think we're on like 200,000 a week or something like yeah, but what, that. What I'm struggling with at the moment is just the mixed messaging. Mm. Um, you know, a classic example was on Thursday last week, you had ScoMo come out at 10 a.m., and say... Was that on the Friday? No, it was on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. That we get, we're on track for our October target. And then four hours later, in the Senate hearing, you had the Chief Medical Officer now saying it's unrealistic. Yeah. And now they're looking at end of December. So, you know, they can't even get the messaging right out of Canberra. Um, and it's just... It's just... All this is building up, right, and causing confusion in the market. Yeah. And then you've got the news that... Um, and obviously AstraZeneca are defending this, that mm -hmm. now the vaccine is causing blood clotting. Obviously, we're, yeah. no, we're no medical experts. We don't know if that's true or not. But um, yeah, I'll contest it. And I think it's a little bit more... I, I don't know. Again, I'm not a doctor, so you probably shouldn't take on my yeah. medical advice. But um, yeah, very interesting to sort of hear the news on that, even if it's on a, only well, one or two people. You've got to sort of listen to it. So Denmark, mm. Norway, Iceland... Thailand yeah. have now suspended vaccine of AstraZeneca, and now Italy, Crazy. Italy, yeah, who who needs it badly, have now just suspended AstraZeneca today. Wow! So wow. there's a lot happening in that space, and that is big. What does that mean for Australia? Well, we've backed AstraZeneca as our sovereign supply. Yeah, so you got to put. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, and we're yeah. like the AstraZeneca. Oh, we'll put all the eggs in that basket. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, and, you know, we've had plenty of time to get on top of this stuff. And, yeah. You know, I, I just hope that when we do get this mean uh, vaccines per week, mm. that we're prepared for it. But nothing worse than getting a million vaccines ready mm. and we're not rolling it out through our own supply chain, mm. which is really unproven at the moment that we can get that many vaccines out. And I noted here that, you know, we're three weeks into it. We've vaccinated 300,000 people and our target was four million. Yeah, it, what, so not even 10% of the target? <laughs> no, it's not, Oh my God, so we're 90% down on the forecast. Yeah. So That's look, ludicrous. October is not gonna happen. Yeah. We're gonna get um, first jab, um, second jab, sorry. Uh, December more likely, I'm actually now calling January next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm with um, you on that, I agree. Until I get some confidence around us being able to roll out our own supply chain. So yeah. let alone, Pfizer and coming over from overseas, but it's, we've still got to get ours out throughout all the states. Yeah, um, it's the CSL is key. Yeah. You've got to have them produced or not produced, but just uh, the supply has to be in Australia. Yeah, they have to utilize that before we can really hit those big numbers. I mean, it's just not going to happen. It's it's a logistical nightmare. Yeah. Like it's impossible. And then obviously international travel. 
international borders. Is, and this is the play I've been saying is that mm. we're not going to open up as fast as we would like. Mm. I know Alan Joyce over at Qantas wants to get flying by July or October well, now. He's a very, That's he's a very happy boy at the moment. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get on that in a second. Well, exactly, the, yeah. uh, the stimulus. So, um, Do you want to go on to that now? Yeah, we will. But oh. I think that you know this all plays into this. Joyce being uh, very uh, verbal about this uh, new... Uh, stimulus package for well, JobKeeper 2.0 for uh, Qantas and the uh, the airline companies in Australia. It's uh, pretty crazy to see this. Uh, you know, look, uh, there's a quote here uh, by the you know the deputy. Well, we're just going to sorry. Let's get it before I jump the gun. Let's actually go over sort of the what's going on. I, I don't know. You've probably seen the news, but uh, look, the airlines are looking to provide. What was it? Was upwards of a 50% subsidy? Yes. Yeah, so look. It's a $1.2 billion package. Uh, it includes funding to the two major airlines to maintain staff. So it's only the, wait, it's only the two major airlines. Yep. And uh, also they're subsidising 800,000 flights to 12 destinations. <laughs> However, they're coming out and saying that they're expanding the destinations. Oh, okay. And the line is that they want to get domestic travel going yeah. to to get the money around because as you as we talked about in the meeting earlier Addy they said one in for every one dollar spent in flying they spend ten dollars this this is the quote this is the quote by the deputy prime minister Michael McCormack he said for every dollar spent on an airline ticket that equates to ten dollars spent at the destination now let's think about this mathematically okay let's yeah. let's have a let's just think about this for two seconds okay by his Calculation. Okay, so imagine we're going to go, I don't know, to let's say the Gold Coast. Yeah. We're going to fly up. It's going to cost what? Like 100 bucks a ticket? Like, you, you know, let's say that. Okay, we get like five tickets. So let's say it costs 500 bucks to fly family out there, family five. So 500, that means we're going to spend five grand on, let's say, a weekend, week holiday. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a still, I mean, look, five grand, yes, it can be done, but you've got to think where's the majority of the money going? A hotel, Airbnb. It's not going to, uh, like, I don't know, actual, the, the little guys well, that keep the tourism going. I mean, that's key, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, the hotels will obviously get business, probably Airbnb. So actually, <laughs> Airbnb would look it. good. Um, because, you know, the people actually don't want to stay in hotels anymore. Yeah, too, they're, I think they're not a, that fashionable. It's a big trend. Well, yeah. exactly, because, you know, they have to turn over a room in, like, 10 minutes to clean an entire room or something. And that's ridiculous. That's, everyone's yeah. about hygiene at the moment. But yeah, yeah. The, where this package falls over is that, yeah, airlines are getting a boost, but no one else is. Yeah, exactly. Um, the people exactly. who need it are the tour operators, mm. you know, the ground operators. So, um, yeah, you've got to think about why this package exists. Yeah. Does the government actually want to stimulate uh, the tourism business or... Has Qantas and Virgin Lobbying had the best day of their lives and been able to stimulate their business for, well, the next few months? I think it's the latter, to be honest. Like I, it's... I think you should just call a spade a spade. This is an airline <laughs> stimulus package dressed up in lipstick and slung towards tourism operators. Yeah, Let's exactly. Let's just call it how Let's it is. Let's call it that, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think this is phenomenal and people aren't talking about this, but they've just written a $200 million check mm. To yeah. Virgin and Qantas to keep their international staff on the books. Yeah. What other tour operator, hotel operator, hospitality operator is getting money to keep yeah. staff on the books? Exactly. Because it's just saying that the small business operator, um, look, your staff aren't as important as the airlines. As, as the airlines. <laughs> That's what it's saying. So what, where's yeah. their job keeper? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm really struggling 
for mm. this. Um, As am I. And I, I think the cliff, the drop-off cliff at JobKeeper is going to be bigger. Like, there's no mm. way a tourism operator now is going to, to keep their staff. Yeah, yeah, um, no way. You've, you've got, you're on a wing and a prayer that people are going to fly to your destination. Yeah. One in 12. <laughs> and then, you know, then you've got to try and get them to do your, stay at your hotel, or if you're a ground operator, pick them up. Yeah. Or if you're a tour operator, to see them. Like, yeah. there's competition and... Who's got money left to market now? Yeah. Honestly, in tourism. Who's got money left to spend? Yeah. Like, consumer confidence. I mean, look, imagine your job keeper's cut. Yeah. What? You're going to go spend your savings on a trip because... No, that's that's not how the world works. It's, you know, like, you know, if a family that, uh, you know, is working, they're not going to go and, like, take a weekend. Yeah. We've had, you know, cuts to pay as well. Yeah. And what? They're just going to magically fly because they've got a half price flight. I mean, look, it's a great discount. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. I'd love to go to the Gold Coast or something like that. Anything helps. I'll be honest with that. But even the destinations are beyond me. Like, I'm from the south coast of New South Wales and uh, Marimula, which is on the fly list. Like, Mm. you don't really fly to Marimula for a holiday. If you're in New South Wales, you drive there. And if you're in Victoria, you drive there. Yeah. Um, Well, just to play another, uh, you know, I'm from the Blue Mountains. Yeah. Think about how the hell is this going to help the Blue Mountains? Do you no. know, like, well, people aren't going to fly... To, I mean, yeah, people, some people do fly to Sydney just for the Blue Mountains. But, like, you got to think about the cafes, the, you know, the, the actual tourism, like, tour guides, yeah. the buses. Like, nothing is actually going to be going to that at all. All it's going to help is, like, the, I don't know, the small niche of... What I mean, some domestic client, but I don't think it really helps the major hubs. It's for it, the little, the region, regional sort of Australia, right? Well, Is that it correct? It definitely doesn't help any of the capital cities because yeah. they didn't get anything, right? Exactly. And then the Blue Mountains feeds off that. Yeah. Um, but you know, those hotels in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane, they need to run at like seventy-five percent occupancy just to break even. Really, seventy-five so, percent. And obviously, the quarantine um, oh, is helping them, which is great. Mm. Which you know, I don't think any state would want a federal quarantine system at the moment. I just realised when you said the quarantine is helping them, yeah, the hotel quarantine. Yeah, well, yeah. at least that's some income for them, right? So if that, hopefully they don't do a federal quarantine system because then there mm. goes all the hotels in the mm. capital cities because mm. that's what's topping them up at the moment. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. A lot of tourism operators now would be lying in bed thinking, where to next? Yeah, um, literally. We can't get the vaccine out as quick as we wanted to. International borders look like they're going to stay closed for the foreseeable future, you know, and mm. the government's just helping airlines. So, um, as you know, we've spoken a lot this week about it. Last yeah, week. Um, yeah. And, you know, for markets, what does that mean? Well, as I said, travel stocks, local travel stocks are really hard. Yeah, but the, the, the Qantas and stuff, actually, this is an interesting one for you guys, and uh, shout out to the, to the James app, you know. <laughs> I actually bought Webjet. Um, you know, before that announcement, they came out about the um, or during the announcement with the uh, the airline stimulus. Yeah, stock price was up a reasonable amount, five six percent, I think, in the in the period, and really positive. You know, I, I was uh, had had some good numbers and good profits from that uh, stock pick from from old Jamesy. Yeah. So really key to see that that James is playing into that momentum, that news about the the travel stocks and trying to pick. You know who are the best performers there um i don't really know what it's done with the other ones like Qantas and stuff like that but i mean webjet 
we spoke about. That's the one I like. If you're yeah. going to pick any of them, uh, but still a mile off. As I said to you, I like Webjet as well. Yeah. Just remember, 80% of Webjet's revenue is actually driven offshore, not locally. Mm. So as the global travel industry um, rebounds, yeah. um, Webjet will rebound through the wholesale department. So mm. if I'm if I'm going to buy any travel stock now, I'm buying Webjet. With yeah, James. Webjet. Yeah, that's uh, it. But funny, yeah, James Ford and uh, Webjet's up too. So yeah, really interesting that, and good to see uh, James getting uh, stuck in on a little bit of uh, investor sentiment. Well, James was really quiet last week. Was very Remember? quiet. So very quiet. James went, I think, ten days without a long rating, and that has been the longest I've ever seen that yeah. James hasn't placed a trade. So it predicted that market fall. Yeah. And you know now with the momentum back, it's buying. It and just buying started big. buying. Yeah. And nice. uh, really interesting buy with oh, uh, Boeing. 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 Eighteen yeah, percent yeah. in three days. Yeah. So I think uh, it went long on the night. Then Boeing came out on the 12th with a big agreement to buy new 737 Maxes. <laughs> yeah. And then James sold at the peak. At the Friday. peak, at the, at the highest. 80% You've got to think about that. Days. Yeah, it's, that, that is an insane trade. For yeah. three days, you're getting, you know, just absolutely nuts. 18%, that's a really strong play. And, you know, that, that's the thing. There's like, you know, if you're adding that into the portfolio mm. uh, for James to watch, that and, and had the indicators prior as well. Yeah. Um, James is buying that stock and you know, really key to see it play in that travel space. And yeah, I guess we'll keep monitoring that. Um, of course, you can see all of that in the James app. Um, of course, if you go to the uh, portfolio tab or the research tab and look at Boeing, uh, you can see that uh, recent returns and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd encourage everyone to take a look at that uh, for sure if uh, you're sort of looking on the James app. But yeah, I guess going on to the last piece of breaking news, uh, really key, the big news, the big tech news, guys. Um, one of the largest uh, now private companies in all of Silicon Valley, uh, Stripe. I love Stripe. Yep. Uh, it could be interesting, but it's looking to list on the NASDAQ in the US or become a, a public company uh, in, well, I'd imagine late 2021. 2022. 2022? Not sure yet. Oh, okay. What are your sort of thoughts on here, too? I know you've got oh, some opinion I'm on it. Big fan of Stripe. Mm. Everyone loves a good tech story. So yes. I, I just some some stats here just just flabbergasting. Hit me. So they've tripled their valuation in twelve months. Yeah. So wow. they've raised at ninety five billion dollars. Yeah. They have a ton of cash in the bank and then he just decided to raise capital because of I think maybe the cost of capital. Um, yeah. so the CFO's come out and said, Oh, the money's just gonna sit on the balance sheet for a rainy day. So For a rainy day he's yeah. gone and raised. Yeah. Six hundred million. Six hundred million. Bill. Just for oh yeah, just just in case. I know. So it's now the biggest <laughs> private company in from Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's pretty. That's um, big there. Which is like, and it just it just proves you don't need to IPO every company that's successful. They're obviously keeping private. There's there's rumor that they do go to IPO, but you know private surely, companies can be surely successful. Surely they IPO. Surely. There's no think, way they wouldn't. I think there's no they way. will. Because they need to, I reckon they need to beef up their capital now and go mm. hard into Asia. Well, they, well, they want to compete against PayPal yeah. and, um, and the, that kind of uh, industry. And the only way they're going to really do it to accelerate growth, they need to have that well, public listing. Exactly. And look, they, uh, Stripe is one of those great companies that it's a transaction-based business that mm. works with Amazon and all those guys. So as mm. the global economy recovers, their mm. transaction volume increases with mm. everyone else right because they're mm. transacting for everybody so mm. you know what a great stock to own mm. when it does come to ipo hopefully 
We'll be um, watching that like a hawk, yeah, for sure. And at the moment, all you've got is PayPal. Uh, what else is listed in that space? Visa, yeah. Mastercard. Like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really count, but yeah, yeah. I'd say the main thing is uh, PayPal. Really, PayPal. maybe Afterpay at a push. Yeah. But in the US, look at PayPal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess. Um, well, that wraps up the breaking news, guys. So yeah, definitely keep an eye out on uh, the vaccine rollout in Australia. Well, I guess globally as well. Uh, but Aussie is is key. And you know, really sort of key on that um, airline stimulus as well. We'll be curious to see how that goes for stocks like Qantas and Webjet uh, in the next, well, few weeks or months ahead. But let's get on to the, uh, the bowl predictions. Get the drumsticks. Come on, get the bowl predictions. Here we go. Oh, I'm ready. Um, the bass. <laughs> I'm ready for uh, the well, bowl predictions. They really Yeah, awesome. Addy, I know, Addy, you're keen. And this is actually a good subject to talk about, uh, renewable energy. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, your, let's uh, talk about that first. Yeah. Your, um, your favourite sector, that's something mm. that you're passionate about. Yes. Um, I mean, as I said before, from the Blue Mountains, when you live in sort of nature itself, yeah. um, you know, renewable energy has to be key. Um, and look, I think like anyone that knows me knows that I'm very bullish on uh, renewable energy being massive in five, ten years. I mean, God, please be massive in five, ten years. But <laughs> um, for the sake of, you know, Everyone, but the the reality is, is um, and we'll go into you know my bold predictions. But AGL um, had a big deal with uh, one of the you know well became essentially the one of the large well, it acquired it acquired a business. So do you want to go into that? Yeah, they um, in solar now uh, with QIC, which mm. is Queensland Investment Commission. Yeah, they bought Tilt Renewables, which is an ASX listed company for yep. two point seven billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, however, now. QIC is the biggest producer of solar and wind power generation now in Australia. So it's good. It's like Queensland government is getting stuck in yeah. on uh, solar power, which I think is going to be really interesting. South Australia took that uh, that leap a while ago, and you know it's been interesting to see that, and we're still monitoring that for renewable energy. And now it's, we've got Queensland doing the same. That's really key. Um, and I guess... So you know, a lot of movement in that space, Addy. So how does yeah. your bold prediction come into the, renewables? Look, the, so Tui doesn't know what my bold predictions are, so this is a total uh, surprise. Yep. You want to get your no button ready if you're going to slam it. But um, I've got two stocks, both in the US, so not really playing off the, um, the, the Australian, because to be honest, the renewable energy market is massive. And I've picked two US stocks based on, look, Biden is only just getting started. We've got the checks out today. Money's going to be pumping in retail. But you've got to think about where where next. One of the key ones is environmental. And not just this year, but next year and the next for his, uh, for his presidency. It's going to be massive. He's going to be funding lithium. He's going to be funding renewables. He's going to be putting a lot of money in this space. So I've got two stocks which are key performers on the James app. And I'm added the, added, I've added both of them uh, to the portfolio. The first one is Albemarle, uh, or ALB, on the, on the New York Stock Exchange. That stock is really interesting. It pays divvy of 1%. The forward P ratio is around about 40, um, you know, around about December period, but really interesting that. And look, the, it's the, I've just written it down here, but it's the largest, uh, the, sorry, the lowest cost lithium in all of, um, you know, pretty much the US, uh, Chile, and it's also got operations in Australia. Um, this stock is, you know, really key. It's been talked about by some of the analysts on Wall Street. Um, and James, it's up 10%. It's got the hype rating as well. Um, and it'd be really interesting to see how this stock plays out for a 6 to 12 months as that uh, Biden policy becomes into fruition. So my target price, it's currently at 150 
uh, seven dollars a share, the U- U.S. dollars. I'm predicting a target price of two hundred dollars. Um, you know, I guess in the near term, I think that, or maybe not near term, but let's say end of the year, I think that's really key. As we see policy come out, lithium, like key lithium uh, manufacturers. I mean, this is this is a twenty billion dollar company, so yeah. this is pretty much one of the key lithium uh, producers in the U.S. I think we're going to see that uh, be really key, and this plays into my other stock, which I think Tui may disagree on. And I'm shooting myself in the foot here. But we talked about it last week. This has got to be one of the, the most underrated stocks, if not the most underrated stock, I think, in all of the bloody, um, you know, the stock exchange, I guess, when big companies. It's GM, General Motors. Really key here. Like, listen Whoa, to this. I'm, I'm, what? General yeah, are, Motors? Yeah. Are you, going, are, you, are you going to agree here? or okay. Are you going to agree here? or? I want to hear. I want all to right, hear, I listen. Want to hear the story. Listen to this. Listen. Okay. So, all right. So, forward PE ratio of seven. Yeah. So you got a forward PE ratio of seven. All right, and they're investing two point seven billion uh, this year in electric vehicles uh, as they lead up to that twenty thirty target where all vehicles are going to be um, electric. Electric, the new vehicles. But listen to the James return. All right, this is key. I'm going to underline it again because it's just massive. Forty five point two percent since inception yep. and no one's talking about it it's absolutely rallied and james is playing it and none of the market is really i mean when you've got a p ratio of seven like you know the the usual that that's so cheap that's so good and and, and it's got really good growth so look the the price of um i think GM is around about 55 dollars a share yep. uh, last time i checked i'm target price 75 bucks um that's what the brokers are saying deutsche bank's got a target of 70 a couple of others are at 80 i've hit the middle gone 75 i think that's absolutely key i think it's it I don't think it's going to be better than Tesla, but I think for growth that's reasonably priced, it's got to be GM. It's got to be. Wow, I was not expecting that call out <laughs> for a, a car manufacturer. Yeah, well, just their lithium play, $3.7 billion into lithium and, and electric vehicles. That's a huge investment. It's really large. Well, did they buy their own lithium source? Or? They, they're looking, so look, they've got Nikola, which is, I, that's a bit of a data, I'm going to be totally honest, yeah. but um, they actually sort of sold that position. Um, but they're looking at other, and they've started their own uh, manufacturing of batteries and stuff. Yeah, I, I might not get. The, it might take a while to get there, but they've got the they've got the money to spend. You know, I've read quite a bit about that now that mm. the big car dealerships now are sourcing direct lithium deals with yeah. mine. So they used to obviously go and buy through a wholesale or they'd bulk buy that way. Yeah. But now they're actually going direct to lithium miners and mm. buying a direct supply. And you know, Tesla did that first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Tesla's still obviously showing everybody how it's done. Tesla's king, but Tesla <laughs> is $700 a share. And like, I, I like all the car manufacturers. I like mm. Volkswagen, I like GM, I like Ford. Yeah. Um, so does old mate, Dr. Yeah. Michael Burry, but you know, uh, and it's Volkswagen. You know, people are now going to start weighing up the Tesla story. Mm. in how many cars they can produce. Mm. Once GM, Volkswagen, they start producing electric cars, Tesla is going to be now compared to what volume of cars they can produce. Yeah, because exactly. The, the reason that Tesla is so far ahead now is because they're not producing electric cars. Mm-hmm. Tesla has the technology, but you know it's just natural that, that the other manufacturers who have all that operating years of history mm. start innovating in that space. So yeah. I think it's going to get really interesting yeah, um, I can get behind your GM play. Yeah, good. Forty-five <laughs> percent on the James app. That's come on. Yeah. That's credible numbers. That's got to be up there. I'm getting the my no button ready to <laughs> to get ready for what are you, what are you looking at, Tui? I have no idea what you've picked well, for today, so I'm keen to hear. It. I feel like I'm becoming like the uh, vaccine man. Oh, the vaccine the man. Uh, so my uh, 
bold prediction. What I'm looking at is I've been obviously following the vaccine rollout, mm. the manufacturers. So mm. you've got Medina, you've got uh, Pfizer, you've got AstraZeneca. Oh, uh, I, know. Got, I don't know where you're going here. You've got many, you're and you've got new, new players coming now. But I think what's shown over the last probably three months globally is that we've got massive global supply chain issues. Yeah. Um, in that countries can't get the promised amount of vaccines. Mm. There's lots of negative media. Um, and you know, you've even got Italy blocking supplies now out of Europe to yeah. make sure that yeah. they stay local. So I reckon that this two jab thing is becoming a problem. Yeah. Because Pfizer, AstraZeneca, you need to get one jab, 12 weeks later get another jab. Yeah. Um, we, the supply chains are not efficient to get that sort of volume out. Yeah. And Johnson and Johnson came out with a one-shot vaccine, yeah. Yeah. which I think is significant. Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, they've got got their issues as well to get the production up, which mm. is what they're working on. Mm. But I think that over the next 12 months, Johnson and Johnson vaccine will actually prove to be the winner. Yeah. Everybody wants. Um, because it solves many problems. So instead of trying to get double dose to one person, you're only going to get one. Yeah. Um, and the efficiency is high. I think it's like 75%. And, yeah. You know, they can, the chief medical people can say what they say, mm. but everyone is, is um, looking at the efficiency level of the vaccine. Mm. AstraZeneca is 62 to 92. Pfizer is 90. Um, yeah. Johnson Johnson is 75 to 80. Yeah. And I reckon that Obviously, everyone knows that the vaccines will work, but everyone will be drawn towards the higher efficiency It's such a level. consumerist way of vaccine. We've never had this before in all of human history. It's natural. You want the best vaccine you can get. Uh, uh, like, it's human nature. You mm. want the best thing you can get. Yeah. So I think Johnson Johnson, one vaccine, uh, one shot will be a hit this year. And I'm yeah. predicting the Johnson Johnson share price to kick. What are, you, what, are you um, what are you predicting? It's about 159 right now. What are you looking at? 159. I think the highs were back in October when they first announced. October. But I think it'd be pushing 200. Pushing 200. That's a big call. Like, really big call for... I mean, the, that would mean the value of the company would be like 600 billion. Like, and one it's of the biggest... 155 now, isn't it? 159. Yeah. Oh, the, the price. Yeah, 150. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And as they get their, because once they get their supply up, mm. obviously Johnson Johnson does lots of products. Yeah. But I think that um, that's a stock to watch. Yeah, I mean, just because of the popularity. And people yeah. will look, oh, Johnson Johnson vaccine, Johnson Johnson stock, it's going to be uh, significant. So look, if they get a significant market share of the vaccine, mm. I agree. If they don't, I don't think it's going to, the stock price won't do well. I think they'll, the company will do well, but I don't think it probably will get that high. But look, if. It's bold predictions, Eddie. You bold go. predictions, but look. If, if it does sort of pay off and they the governments do put you know money into a bit more of an efficient supply chain mm. Johnson Johnson's got to be this, the, the the pharmacy yeah, vaccine stock transporting look at. half as much liquid literally yeah uh, yeah no, literally so <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah so I'm not getting the no button today you're and not getting the no button we yeah, haven't had the no we've, button we've agreed we've, we've had the no button once in the first episode yeah. I think it was for um, you know one of the, the travel stocks and that's it yeah and like yeah, there hasn't been much disagreement. This has been good. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, nice and uh, civil here at the uh, the is. Market Crunch headquarters. But it'll be interesting to see uh, where we go. Look, I might have to just be a bit bolder then to get you, uh, to get you all riled yeah, up on a couple of things. That's predictions, you know. <laughs> We're going to go far and wide. And uh, don't forget, we've actually got all the web their predictions up on the uh, James App website as well. Yeah, and uh, uh, we're sort of covering the them uh, with, a, with a spreadsheet. 
to see what the return is and whether it hits our target prices. Intel's doing quite nicely. I think it's yeah. about 4% up from when I called it. So um, Afterpay not doing too well, I'll be... Yes, but we'll, we'll see. We'll long-term see. game, yeah. End of the year, who's the winner of our <laughs> yeah, bold well, predictions? Right? We'll see. But look, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's our bold predictions done. But look, guys, really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for uh, chiming in. Of course, we'll uh, be uh, live on Spotify and all the other podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts and stuff like that, very imminently. Uh, we're now streaming on Twitch and YouTube, uh, which is a really uh, awesome. And you know, if you if you're watching us uh, from there, welcome. Uh, and of course, you know, really appreciate the time, guys. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Oh, cheers, Max, uh, for being here again today to help us. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, should be all good. Oh, the Ask James, yes, yes. Webinar tomorrow, six pm, uh, Sydney time or Melbourne time, of course. Uh, we're doing a webinar about the uh, the James app. I'll be there, and we'll be there, and we'll be uh, going through the the application, how to use it, and everything like that. So be sure to chime in there, and we'll talk about uh, the big stocks that we talked about today yeah. and in my portfolio. But yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.